Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. You make this, everybody's gonna know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is. Until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. This is the Winter Circle Sports Grill Halftime Show. Ahead, Josh Kippel and Jim Olsman provide analysis, interviews, and recaps from all that is Marple Newtown Tigers football. Now, here's your host, Josh Kippel. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Winter Circle Halftime Show. My name is Josh Kippel, and I'm here with executive producer Jim Osman. Uh, we're here at Harry Harvey Stadium, where the Tigers have a halftime lead of 14 to 12. And it's senior night here. Right now we have the band on the field with lots of festivities. And I guess, first of all, we're going to talk about uh, how the Tigers fared in the last game against Lower Marion. Jim, what was your take on that game? Well, I mean, look, our website said it after the, uh, the game, pretty much. It was... Uh, was pretty much domination, uh, forty-one to six. Um, they really came in and, and uh, took care of business. What they needed to do after a four-game losing skid. Let's face it, you had five interceptions, two of which you uh, had delivered to you by Joey Fam. One of which was returned for a touchdown by Fam, and we had another pick six by number eighteen Ryan White. Um, so on the defensive side of the ball, very easily. Um, when you have that many turnovers and then you can score points, 14-point swing by your defense, you're probably going to come away with a victory. I don't care where that game's played, on the road, at home. Um, they, they really did a great job. Yeah, uh, and on offense, three different Tigers running backs found their way into the end zone. Ryan White actually found his way twice on offense and then actually had one run in. He was one of the interceptions run in. Correct. And... Uh, the other ones were Ryan Duffy and Samara Moat. Uh, what did you think about the offense? The offense looked good. Um, you know, in the wing tee, what you ideally want against, um, you know, with your offense is you want a stable of backs. That we have. We know we have that in Duffy, White, and Moat. Um, early on in the season, we had that fourth back in the quarterback that was somewhat mobile that would get out there and attack the defense. Um, and he could throw the ball now with Weaverling. We're doing some things. But all three backs made contributions last week, and that's exactly what you wanted to see um, You know, in that type of situation against a defense that really isn't the best, let's face it. Yeah, the Tigers were doing great on the offense and the defense, all sides of the ball. And actually they had a great game on special teams too. Uh, the kicker, Nick Anthony Nicolardi, I think his first three kicks went into the end zone unreturnable. 
and on Lower Marion's only score, uh, Brian Kelly was able to bust through the line and block the kick, holding them only to six points for the entire game. How do you think the special teams looked overall? Our special teams looked good. Um, you know, let's face it, those kicks were really in our favor because we were blown, you know, kicking into the wind. So, you know, he had a great leg, but he also was kicking, um, excuse me, yeah, into the wind, not against the wind. So, um, I should say with the wind. So, you know, he had the help with the wind at his back. Um, their special teams didn't look as good. I mean, we saw in the first two punts that they attempted, the snaps were, were uh, you know, over the punter's head from the center, and, and they struggled a lot on their special teams. So we really we benefited from their special teams more than we did our own. Yeah, and one thing that we've seen on pretty much every opposition extra point after is that Tamara Moat is able to bust through the line and come up and put pressure on that kicker to either miss it or to just get a block. And so that was the wrap-up from the game last week against the Lower Marion Aces. Right now we're going to take a break, and we'll be back to talk about uh, the game tonight here at Harry Harvey Stadium. Oh, man, the Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again. They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now, you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well, now they're making a cheesesteak pretzel. That's right, a Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? They've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheesesteak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheesesteak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com.
Welcome back to Harry Harvey Stadium at Senior Night tonight. And right now the Tigers have a 14-12 to lead over, lead over the Harriton Rams. And right now we're going to talk a little bit about the game that we've seen thus far. And coming out in the first quarter, we pretty much saw that it was the Mike Allen show. Uh, first, he had that fake punt run for about 30 yards. And then he was able to actually run it in uh, for himself for a 32-yard touchdown. And then... He even tried a onside kick on the ensuing uh, kickoff to the Tigers. What do you think about the opening performance of the Harriton Rams so far? You know, they looked very good. Um, I was very impressed by the way their offense, you know, got here, came on the road, and was very aggressive to our defense. You can be aggressive towards this Marple Newtown defense, let's face it. Um, you know, they've they've let up some yards, and they've always been typically bend don't break. I think we've seen that in the past, Josh. Um, but they definitely had a very strong opening. And listen, it's a 14-12 game here at Harry Harvey Stadium. It is a close match. Um, so, uh, you know, this this game is definitely not over. But to open up the game, they were very strong. I think to to get a touchdown on that opening drive, and then to try to be aggressive and go for the onside kick. I thought I thought that was aggressive. You know. I'm not so sure. I question a little bit doing that on the road. Um, but, you know, look, they only have one win this year. You're playing a team, I don't like to say desperate, but you're playing a team that is, um, they're hungry for a win. And uh, I think that they know in, from a certain aspect that they get the, the correct, you know, if they win the field position game tonight, um, they can be in this game and then who knows what can happen against the defense of Marble Newtown that, Let's face it, we've seen against um, even even some of the, the teams that aren't the Strathavens, the Ridleys, the Garnet Valleys, they can, you can gain yards. You might not be able to gain a, gain a, uh, get a whole lot of points, but you can gain yardage. Yeah, so last week they went into Lower Marion, who doesn't have a win in the Central League or overall, and they were pretty much able to handle them. This week they come in against the Harrington Rams, who only have one win, and I don't know if they were expecting it to be another easy win like last week's beatdown. But uh, the Harrison Rams definitely came out and surprised the Tigers by doing some things like that. But, of course, our Marple Newtown Tigers were able to respond. How do you think they looked on offense, Jim? They did. They did. Uh, they were able to respond. The first drive was nice. They moved the ball. Um, they got all of their backs, their, their primary backs in play, being Duffy and White. We saw a little bit of moat. You know, he's going to get his yardage. He still needs to try to get upfield more. He likes to hit the corner um, much like uh, what you've seen in the past from a Brian Westbrook. Um, I think the coaching staff, especially when you see him next year as a senior, Josh, he's going to be a guy that's going to be need to more need to be more like Duffy and White going north to south instead of going east to west and then north to south. But they definitely have Duffy and White involved and they're getting most of the yardage. On the second scoring drive, you saw a nice long pass from Weaverling, the substitute quarterback, um, to Ryan White. And that was a nice game. That definitely put the defense of Harrington on their heels, got them very close into Harrington territory, and then basically the Tigers were able to do whatever they wanted to do on that particular drive to put them up 14-12. Yeah, as you said, it looks like every time they run the ball up the middle, it's usually Ryan Duffy or Ryan White. And then when you see with their wing tee offense, faking the ball up the middle, it's always going to be Samara Mode on the outside. So, Jim, tell me about the defense. How do you think the Tigers are doing so far, even though they've let in two scores tonight? Well, you know, look, 
most teams so far this year have success, have had success throwing the ball. Uh, the secondary is suspect, and they've seen that on tape. Harrington's been able to do some things throwing. Um, it's really been Moriarty to Allen. You've seen a lot of that, and they've put him all over the football field and got him open. Um, as far as the run game, it seems like we've been able to defend that. They only right now have um, 108 yards rushing. That's pretty good for um, one first half. But, you know, we predominantly run. We have a considerable more rushing yards than um, we have 155 yards on 30 rushing attempts. They have 108 yards on 12 rushing attempts. So, um, you know, but you look on the passing side of the of the, of the deal for Harrington. They have 66 passing yards. We have 15. So, you know, they've been able to do some things offensively, but as far as um, being able to run like us, they've, you know, they fell a little shorter than us, but still um, fairly well. Yeah, one thing that I've noticed is that every time the opposition throws a pass, not just tonight, but against the past couple games and really all this season, is that Marple Newton is able to have at least one guy on the ball. They haven't really been that many wide open plays, uh, including tonight, and um, the Harrington Rams threw a couple balls that could have been picked off or just were hanging the wide receivers out to dry. So hopefully the Marple Newtown defense can keep putting on that pressure and force them to run the ball and stop them up the middle when they run the ball. All right, right now we're going to take another break as the band seniors are being introduced on the field. We'll be right back with the Winter Circle Halftime Show. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. Make this. Everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. And welcome back once again to Harry Harvey Stadium here on Senior Night. The band seniors are still being introduced on the field. And always busy executive producer Jim Osmond has been called away from the mixing board at the halftime show. So we're going to be joined here once again by our friend Greg Pecco. And he's going to go over the stats from the first half right now. And certainly in the first half, team rushing for Marble Newtown, 30 attempts, 155 yards to... The Rams 12 for 108. Team passing 15 yards on that one play for Marple Newtown. 66 total yards for the Rams. First downs 10 for Marple Newtown. They win that one over the Rams, who only have seven. Leading rushers for both squads. Duffy, 22 rushes, 139 yards for the Marple Newtown Tigers. And for the Harriton Rams, Spencer Reed, six rushes, 49 yards. Leading receiver would be Ryan White with one reception for 15 yards. After mentioned, only the one pass play in this game. And Allen... Three receptions, 25 yards for the Rams, and then the quarterbacks, Billy Weaverling, one pass for 15 yards, and Moriarty, 11 attempts, five completions, and 66 yards total for the Harrod and Rams. 
Yeah, thank you very much, Greg. Um, so you've been commentating tonight, as the listeners out there already know. Uh, we've seen a couple wild things out there. Why don't you go over some of the crazy things you've seen? Sorry, some of the crazy things you've seen during the first half of the game tonight. Well, the interesting thing that's kind of for both squads, you know, that has been the snaps in shotgun and special teams positions. They've been low and high, and it's interesting how maybe a change in weather might affect that or, or nerves or whatever it may be. But that's really played a pivotal role in this game to this point because Harrod in that long, that high snap on the extra point forced them to miss that one. They had to go for two. They ended up not getting that. Now it's a 14-12 ball game. Uh, also, the fumble by Ryan White cost the Tigers at least six points uh, in that one as the Tigers were really just running the football down the field to that point. So, you know, mistakes really have been the theme of this game to this point. However, Marple now has an advantage with a two-point lead going into the third quarter, and they're going to get the ball back on the kickoff so long as they don't you know, mess up or have a mistake there. Yeah, this week we've had some pretty weird weather for October. It was uh, like in the 60s and the 70 degrees range. And tonight, uh, I've heard that it's going to be down between 30 and 40 degrees. So it's definitely a little bit of a different feel on the ball. And we haven't just seen high snaps. We've seen low snaps as well. So, uh, Greg, why don't you tell us about uh, the special teams that you've seen tonight and if, if anything that has impressed you on either from either team. Special teams-wise, Harriton has a real sound return game. They have a couple dynamic players in Valentine, Allen, and Spencer who can kind of get away even after a miscue from their, their units in front of them. The Tigers are solid as always. Uh, obviously, two extra points from Nicolardi, and then you know the, the punts have been have been spot on once again by Billy Weaverling. And of course, we've had some trickeration from the Harrod and Rams, the fake punt which which Allen used for the Rams and got big yardage and led to that first score for the Rams. And one thing I want to mention here tonight, Josh, it is senior night as you hear the celebrations going on in the background. We mentioned the band. And just to read off the Tigers, the football players who are seniors this year, number 58, Jeff Brooks, number 33, Mario Diaguardi, number 2, Ryan Duffy, number 54, Pete Finnegan, number 64, TJ Fight. Number 28, Matt Gregory. Number 50, Brian Kelly. Number 8, Mike Liu. Number 59, Christian Massey. Number 20, Connor Power. Number 31, John Spink. Number 21, Billy Weaverling. Number 18, Ryan White. And number 77, Christian Whiteside. And from the Tigers Radio Network, to all those players, all those seniors, congratulations on four great years here with the Tigers program. And we wish you luck in the future. Yeah, that's definitely a great core of guys. And from what we've seen so far, it seems that this senior night has really fired them up, especially uh, Ryan Duffy and uh, Ryan... I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Brian Kelly up the middle because when they've been getting the ball up the middle, they've been hitting the hole hard and run, and being able to extend for some extra yards after the play. Yeah, he, he's been a nice force defensively. Uh, the offensive line for the Tigers has been strong all game. Christian Whiteside on both sides of the football getting penetration defensively and on the offensive side of the football throwing big blocks. He got downfield on the one to get help get Duffy some extra running yardage at the end of the play as well. Yep, well, that about wraps it up here. The senior night festivities are ending down on the field. And we'll be back with Greg, Pepe, Greg Pecco and Bob Herpin for the call for the second half here on the Tigers Radio Network. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, Every NFL game, every college football game, 
every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. Hey, Tiger fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? That's because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or just for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom and Bryn Mawr, or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball, so when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now, and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. This is the Tigers Radio Network. From the press box, high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, Back to call the second half of tonight's game. Here's Josh Kipple, Greg Pecco, and the legend, Bob Herpin. Harry Harvey Stadium is Phil Collins and Genesis heralds us in from the halftime show prior to the kickoff for the second half with Marple Newtown holding a 14-12 lead and most importantly Greg with the ball first in the second half yeah we talked about it at the end of that third second quarter excuse me how important getting a lead and then getting the ball back would be for the Tigers and in terms of advantages and that's a big advantage if they can capitalize on it they will essentially come out of here you know with a with a bigger with a, obviously a bigger lead but um you know a, a, an advantage there because the the Harrington Rams will be two points even I can see it. more you mean more more yeah. breathing room thank you and you need to need to score have two scores in order yeah. to make up the difference i get that and the best thing about it is not only not only did they score near the end of the half they also held Harrington that did a good job of stretching out the middle of the field and had some big gains but then once they got within uh, just in front of that uh, red zone just everything uh, went up in smoke 
Certainly, for the Rams. I mean, that, that was the thing, and, and it was good to see the Tigers made the correct adjustments defensively to stop a passing game that was starting to move the football on them, a passing game that was using the middle of the field to their advantage, and the Tigers were able to react there. The defensive coordinator is able to make the right decision and call the right plays to stop Harrington. Well, speaking, switching to offense now, of controlling the middle of the field, one Ryan Duffy has done just that. Already in the first half, two touchdown runs, one of one yard and of six yards, the go-ahead touchdown as it is now. 22 carries for 139 yards. And we talked about the explosiveness of Ryan Duffy when he hits the hole. He is very quick with those feet, able to move them and get through that hole. You know, one where other players in Mario Diaguardia, more of a power back, may not get there in time when that hole starts to close up. And that's what Duffy's used to at his advantage tonight. He's also used his power when he's had to as the one touchdown run he had to lean across the line with three defenders on it. Well, Duffy has racked up the single most yards for either side in this game. Responsible for 139 of the 170 total yards for Marple Newton in the first half. On the other side of the football, 12 rushes for 108 yards. Mike Allen, most of those, including an electrifying 32-yard run to kick off this game, they have also 66 yards passing, so that's a very slim 174-170 edge in total yards. And focusing on Duffy again, if he is able to double that number of 140 yards, get it up to 280, I guarantee that that point lead will be more than two points by the end of this football game. Exactly, because this is not uh, the type of uh, football that uh, Duffy runs in the wing tee that just chews up yards in the middle of the field. They use the entire field. And and that's the advantage of also having three running backs of Moat, White, you know, even four if you count Diaguardi and Duffy because if a few of them, White, having a little trouble seeing the holes tonight able and, and finding the open spot, Moat doing okay, not getting as nearly as many carries, but you have a back, one's got to be on. Of four, one half exactly. to be on. Exactly, and mul- multi- multiple fakes have really not been necessary in this contest except for maybe one or two in the early stages of this contest. It's just been, boom, get the football, Straight ahead or off tackle, and uh, no no ball fakes uh, necessary. Be interesting to see if they go back to an onside kick here to start this half, as they did in the first quarter. And also a fake punt for big yardage as Mike Allen is under the football. He kicks it well out of bounds at around the 25-yard line. I don't know what they want to accomplish there because that thing was just a, a shank right off the side of the foot. Uh, not going to help in the advantage department for the Harridan Rams and it's going to give Marple Newtown even better field position here as they'll get that football at about the 35-yard line. We have illegal proceed. The kicking team, kickoff out of bounds. Ball be spotted at the 35-yard line. First down, Marple. Well, 24 minutes down, 24 minutes to go. That was head referee Bob Tinsley here on Senior Night at Harry Harvey Stadium. So the Marple Newtown football Tigers get the, the ball first in this second half. First and 10 at their own 35. Joey Pham in the game, split to the near side. Moat in motion. It's a hand up to Duffy. He goes right up the gut and gets six or seven yards easily. And right back to work goes Ryan Duffy that time for the Tigers. And it looked like number 16, Mike Maj, able to make the stop for the Harrington Rams. But basically, this is right there, it encapsulates everything we said to set up the second half. Duffy straight ahead. Big yardage, second and three, and now uh, Harriton's defense is, is uh, bound to get tired at some point. Seconds into the third quarter. Second down and three ball at the 42-yard line for Marple Newtown. As they give it to Duffy again, he's got the first down and it rolls forward up near midfield. And number 44, Spencer Reed on the stop for the Rams. And 
as we mentioned, if that name sounds familiar, that is Andy Reid's son playing for the Harrod and Rams. He plays both ways. I wouldn't expect anything less from uh, the man of moral and fiber and integrity and good football stock as Andy Reid taught all of his sons and, and daughters well. First and ten, ball spotted at the 49-yard line of the Tigers. Joey Pham still in the game, split to the near side. As the lone wide out, it is Duffy and White in the backfield with Moat in motion. And it's a rollout by Weaverling. He's got a man open. It's White in the flat across the 45-40, 35 And a great move by Ryan White to cut past Valentine and pick up an extra 8 to 10 yards. Tackled by Reed once again, but going back to a play that we saw in the first half there, uh, a play-action rollout, this time to the near side of the field and right back to Ryan White underneath in the flat. Perfect lead as White turned a shoulder to box out his defender, catch the ball and get the extra 10 yards. Gain of 21. First down and 10 for the Tigers at the 30-yard line. 10-28 to go, third quarter. Tigers lead 14-12. It's a handoff once again to Duffy. He shakes off a couple of tackles, moves to the outside, tries to find a hole, but can't. Nonetheless, he gets down to the 25. And number 54, Hayden Corbett, on the stop for the Rams, making the initial contact. But Duffy, another great run again up the middle, able to cut it back up the field and get four or five yards. It's for Marple Newtown. Also, Samara Moat, good blocking downfield to help out his running back, Duffy. Well, they're going to split the difference, roughly about four and a half yards on that. Second and a long five ball spotted on the near the far hash mark this time. Ryan Schallenberger checks into the game as a blocking back. Ryan White back there also. It's a delayed handoff. He gives it to White this time across the outside to the near sideline. He gets to the 20-yard line and actually collides with the first down marker. So hopefully well, he flag, was in bounds. There's a flag down on that far side of the field. So and now I see it. And this one might be coming back. Typical spot as it would be for a hold. It was a good run on, on the end around there. And, and the hold may have, you know may not have need to be had because it looked like White was past it after that flag came yeah, he, out. He did not have somebody on his back. So they're taking a little bit of time to confer. During the run, we have holding on the offense. Ten yards for the spot of the foul. Repeat, second down. So now the Tigers will set up at the 36-yard line with 9.38 to go third quarter. I'll see if the Tigers can recover from this hold as they, they did earlier and able to respond here on second down and very long. Second and six now becomes second down and 16. Joey Pham split to the near side. Moat in motion. It's a pitch to the outside to Moat. He's got a lane towards the near sideline across the 35. Dragged down past the 30-yard line. So there we go. Once again, positive yardage, chipping away. And Stefan Clayton, number six, on the stop. And Clayton actually did a smart thing there. He was about to horse collar tackle Moat, and he ended up readjusting his hands to, to bring Moat down the, in a proper way that wouldn't you know, give a penalty. Exactly, as we said. Early in the contest, there's ways to... Off the clock, please. There are ways to prevent a guy... Uh, from getting a first down and uh, grabbing it around the back is not one of them. It's a good thing that uh, the young man was able to adjust because they could have put his team in further jeopardy. And now a third down and long for the Tigers. They need to get to the 20. So it is a third down and long eight. Fam split to the far side this time. Weaverling back. He pitches it to Duffy. 
who fights his way forward, cutting towards the center of the field, gets across the 25. So we're going to have a fourth down and long, so let's see what's going to be the, and the stopped, call here. Stopped by Austin Wortley that time in, in the linebacking core. Uh, but Duffy, a good run, able to pick up an extra two yards with a few you know, slick moves there, a couple adjustments in his, in his body, and able to slip by a couple defenders and get across that 35-yard or 25-yard line. So it me. looks like it's going to be spotted at the 24-yard line, which makes it a fourth and four. So it looks like the Tigers will go for it. Weaverling under center. Duffy and Moat in the backfield. Weaverling back. He's going to roll towards the near side. He's got a man open. It is complete to White. Cuts back towards the middle of the field. And he does get to the 15, so that's easily a first down. And then five more yards. A brave five more yards for Ryan White. Stephon Clayton able to finally get there for the Rams. Ryan White kind of dancing around, flirting with the first down marker for a little bit there. But overall, able to get across that first down and, and pick it up. Well, given, given White's fumble down at the other end of the field here, I don't like to see him do that. He had the first down. Why not just step out of bounds or maybe just try lower to turn inward, lower your shoulder, and just go down for, for yeah. one yard. Protect the football instead of trying to go for the Freddie Barnett glory and try to get those extra yards in coverage. Nonetheless, first and 10 at the 15-yard line. Hands off to Duffy. He goes up the middle, gets those legs churning. He's across the 10. And Spencer Reed and Hayden Corbett on the stop for the Rams. But a nice run by Duffy as he picks up big yardage and makes it a second down and short. And good blocking up front once again for the Tigers' offensive line. This is his night, Duffy, as a senior. And he's doing the crowd justice who have come out here and braved this bitter chill. Second down and three from the nine-yard line for the Tigers. Joey Pham back in the game as the lone line out to the near side. Moat and Duffy behind Weaverling. This time it's White in motion. He gives it to Duffy. He tries to wend his way forward through a gaggle of blockers. He does get to the five. And Juan Valentine on the stop for the Rams. Stopping Duffy short, well short of that goal line. But Marple Newtown moving the football and we got a first down. This drive approaching five full minutes. It is the first one and only one of this third quarter. Tigers lead 14-12. Knocking on the door, looking to put another nail in the coffin. First and goal at the four. As we have three-man backfield, White, Duffy, and Moat. Duffy gets the call. And let's see, he moves forward. He's got another extra yard in there. So he will go... At least to the two, it looks. Hayden Corbett on the stop for the Rams at the goal line there, fighting with Duffy, using you know kind of a battle of wills that time down there at the two-yard line. So that's exactly where they will put it. Ball is shaded to the near hash mark as the Tigers in this second half will be moving from left to right. Joey Pham still not in the game, and we'll have a three-man backfield once again with Moat, Duffy, and White from left to right. Weaverling under center. Gives it off to Duffy. Who else? He falls forward and he's in for the touchdown. And Duffy does it again. Third touchdown. Able to brush off an arm tackle from Austin Wortley. But to no avail for Wortley and the Rams. And now the Tigers have a commanding lead here in the third quarter. And that drive, six minutes and three seconds off the clock. Exactly what you want to see from the Marple Newtown offense as Anthony Nicolardi is on to presumably put the exclamation point on this successful drive. 
The ball is spotted. It's a bad kick. But he f- just barely gets it in that left upright. So with 5.57 to go, third quarter, Wampel Newtown has taken a 21-12 lead. We'll be back with the change of possession. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. 5.57 remaining third quarter. Marple Newtown has just taken a 21-12 lead after a two-yard run by Ryan Duffy. Nicolardi approaches the football. It's a high end-over-end kick. Coming down to Reed at the 10. 15, 20, 25, 30. Still on his feet, but finally dragged down. Shy of the 35. And a nice tackle by number 65, Chris Kirkett of the Tigers to keep Spencer Reed shy of that 35-yard line. And it was a nice run by Reed as well, using his, his speed to get downfield. And boy, when he gets up to top to top speed, he is hard to bring down. That is correct. And he's got, uh, I'm sure, years of training and indoctrination from his father's various football teams to teach him the proper technique as well as having his own head coach instruct him. As we have Pat Moriarty under center this time. Two-man backfield, but the play will go for naught as it will be, we presume, false start on the offense. And I'm not sure, Bob, but I believe this might be the first penalty of the night for the Rams. Prior to the snap, encroachment, defense, five yards still, first down. Well, oh. We certainly did not see that coming. Well, taken off guard, usually with encroachment, sometimes it doesn't get called initially to stop a play. Exactly. Um, but in this case, obviously, we were, we were mistaken. Well, to answer your question, uh, Harriton now still has, still has, has, zero. has not been penalized in this contest, and Marple Newtown has three now. First down and five for the Rams. Two wide receivers set. It's an outside pitch to Reed. He gets across the 35, across the 40, but no further. And Brian Kelly, number 50, able to make the stop. He read that play the entire way and really closed hard to minimize the yardage gained by the Rams. That was basically a veritable Chinese wall put up. Because, as you said, Greg, once Reed gets his legs moving, there's just awful lot of momentum. The Tigers' defense able to drag him down before he was able to make that lunge for the first down marker. There's a pickup of two, so it will be second down and three for the Rams. Reed, the lone man right now in the backfield, right behind Moriarty, who will give it to Reed. Tries to find his way forward. I don't think he gets any any gain there. I think that's actually a loss. Christian Whiteside and Brian Kelly in there to help make that stop together. And I think that might be a loss of about a yard. But at the very least, it's, it's no gain. Yeah, that was that play was, again, 
Welcome Newtown's defense looked like they were just reading it right out of the Harriton playbook. Was in the backfield before Reed even had a chance to gather himself. Wonderful pressure up the middle that time by the defensive line. Third down and three. As they gave him no gain. Two wide receivers set this time. One to the near side, one to the far side. Two-man backfield. Moriarty. Shotgun formation once again. Fakes a handoff. Goes over the middle. It is complete. Across the 50, across the 45 is Ryan Kelly once again. So that little used weapon comes back at the right time to bite well, the Tigers' defense. Tomorrow, Moat makes the stop in the middle of the field. A little shaken up, slow to get up on the play. But he was able to read that, you know, not in time to make a stop and, and for, you know, force a fourth down. But to keep Kelly from getting big yardage and possibly a, a score. So that will go for 16 yards. Tomorrow, Moe comes out of the game. Tom Antista, number 10. First time we've uh, mentioned his name in quite a while. And certainly late in the season, coaching staff not willing to let Moe stay in the game when he sh- looks shaken up. Check him out and make sure everything's all right before you send him back he out He was kind of bent over at an odd angle coming off the field. First and 10 to hand off is to Allen. Tries to get to the outside towards the far sideline. Gets to the 44, probably back to the line of scrimmage, but no further. Yeah, Schallenberger over there on that far side of the field to help force Allen out of bounds on that far sideline. 3.57 to go, third quarter. Tigers entertaining a nine-point lead, but the Heritage Rams are driving once again in Tiger territory. Will be second and 10 from the 44, no gain. As they rolled, Allen stepped out of bounds right at the line of scrimmage. Dylan O'Donnell checks in the game for the first time in the second half as part of a four-wide receiver set. Now Moriarty once again in the shotgun. Reed, the lone setback. Moriarty gets the football. He's dropped back. He's under a rush. Rushes the throw. Incomplete. And good timing by Ryan White on the far side of the field to get a hand in there and make that pass even tougher to catch. It was already high, but it was catchable on that far side of the field. White able to get in there and make it almost impossible to catch. Just a little bit too high for Sam Gross, listed as six foot tall even. Even though he was open for a split second there at about the 40-yard line. Nonetheless, third and long for the Rams. Let's see what the Tigers' defense has in their back pocket here. Once again, it's a four-wide receiver set. Two to the near side, two to the far side. Reed, the lone man in the backfield. Moriarty takes it at midfield. He's rolling back. He's looking deep to the near sideline. Incomplete. Incomplete. That was Dylan O'Donnell again. Made a diving attempt at the football at the 25-yard line, but uh, even if he would have caught that, he was he yeah. didn't have any, any feet in bounds. It was it was a tough catch. Moriarty put it in the play, only place he could with Joey Pham bearing down on the receiver that time. Good throw, just just a hard, high, you know, half hard, a, basically half a yard outside the zone for yeah. uh, for low, perc- low percentage pass. Exactly. Two forty-five to go, third quarter, and you never know what's going to happen with the fourth down with the Harrington Rams, as it does not look like it is a punt formation. Moriarty though under center, shotgun formation though, and the play is blown dead immediately. And we'll wait for the call this time after, right. after the last one. <laughs> Being a little too presumptuous. Dead ball. Encroachment. Defense. Five yards. Still fourth down. Well, interesting there. Harrington came out in a bunch formation on the near side of the field with the receivers. And Marple trying to jump that snap. 
and force Harden to, to make a throw. And here they'll come out again in a spread offense. Moriarty once again, shotgun formation. Quick drop, he gives it to Allen, trying to fight his way forward across the 40, but nowhere near a first down. And great pursuit by Christian Whiteside from the defensive line. He comes over and makes that stop in the flat on Allen. Now you have to give Brian Kelly some credit there. He was up there to force Allen to kind of stop and rethink his, his uh, direction. And that allowed Whiteside to come from the backside to make the stop. Oh, we made, we made, we've mentioned this a couple times throughout the broadcast, that Harrington does have some flashes of brilliance, even though they are right now, I believe, second to last in the Central League. And that is why they are in the bottom half of the league. The Tigers basically gave them a gift. Instead of a fourth and long, a fourth and five, and they could not convert. So in any case, the Tigers back on the prowl. Two and a half to go, third quarter. Weaverling's got it, tries to hand off to Mario Diagordi. He's driven far back behind the line of scrimmage. And if not the first time, the the only time we've seen Mario Diagordi to this point, and he was stopped by Austin Wortley, number 57 of the Rams, and it's for a loss. Certainly not the introduction Mario Diagordi wants to get in this contest after having so successfully blocked and run blocked for Duffy and White. And obviously Mario Diaguardi, maybe, you know, coaching staff thinking, let's try a little bit different style running back, throw, you know, a heavy running back, a strong running back at, at this Rams defense and see what they can do. Well, it looked a lot worse than it was. It's only a loss of four, so second and 14, ball back at the 33-yard line. Joey Fenn split to the far side. The handoff is right up to Duffy, who gets across the 35. So we will be facing a third and long. And it looked as though number 54... Hayden Corbett made the stop that time for the Rams, but another good piece of hard running from Duffy as he picked up six yards with guys draped on his back, and he's doing it all, a little bit of everything today. So speed running, you know, power running when it's needed, jukes, moves, whatever, whatever he can do to help the Tigers tonight is been the call for Ryan Duffy. Well, Marble Newtown needs to get to its own 47, so it will be third down and nine. Coming up, Joey Pham swings around back, and he's the lone wideout to the near side. Weaverling once again under center, no shotgun formation for the Tigers. Weaverling's under center, and the play is immediately blown dead. We'll see. So a little bit of lack of focus here in the third quarter. Dead ball, delay, offense, five-yard penalty, still fourth down. All right, here are you kind of forced into a, a high percentage, long yardage play, whatever yeah. that's going to be. I mean, you would you would think it would be a pass play, but with a you know nine point lead here in the third quarter, two minutes left, maybe a run, see what you can get out of it, and then go with fourth and down. Exactly. Also, the ability to exploit fourth down in the middle of the field, at midfield. So there we go, Weaverling under center. He's going to roll out to the near sideline. He's got White open in the flat again. He's at the 40, 45, spins off a tackle, still on his feet, trying to move forward, does move the pile forward, and let's see where he gets that because I think he fell clearly wow. across the marker. Huge gain from White. Just determined to get that first down, and a bunch of tacklers in there for the Rams, but it looked like Najee Carroll, number 53, had that initial contact. He just would not die. And give Ryan White huge credit there. There's a senior showing leadership with his play, and he does it here again tonight. And they do give him the first down by the nose of the football. So we have first and 10 at the 49-yard line. 
for the Tigers. Joey Pham still in. Delayed handoff. This time to White. Tries desperately to get to the outside. Looks like he's sealed off, but he finally goes around the end. Gets across the 45 and close to the 40. And forced out of bounds that time by Stefan Clayton of the Rams. But you know what? You reward a player for hard plays, hard-nosed plays like he had on that passing play for a big first down, and he responds again and gets you big yardage. And then also, you know, when things appeared dead and he was sealed off like a wall at midfield, he turns upfield at the last second is able to get five yards out of that. Yeah, finally picked a good running lane, found a hole, and, was, and used it to operate and get up, get eight yards. And actually, yeah, got, got eight out of that instead of just extra, the extra five. Second and two from Harrington's 43-yard line. Joey Pham swings around to the near side once again. But it's a handoff to Duffy. He just coolly and calmly goes across the 40 for the first down, across the 35, and chews up more yardage. That was one heck of a run. He was like shot out of cannon. If he got past that safety, number 16, Mike Maj, that would have been one heck of a run. That would have been six points. Needed two, got nine. I mean, his speed tonight, when he hits that hole, that running lane, is unbelievable. It's it's hard to, to fathom, you know, over the radio, but and hard to describe over the radio, but he's able to do it. Final play of the third quarter coming up. First and ten from 34. You get a handoff once again to Duffy, and he spills his way across the 30. So they'll just take their time peeling themselves off the, the pile and moving back into their respective huddles. And as the clock ticks down, we have come to the end of the third quarter. 36 minutes down, 12 to go. Marple Newtown has a 21-12 lead. With the change of quarters, we'll be back with the call of the fourth. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network.